get to the money. Welcome to another episode of Drinking After Dark, a podcast where we discuss random topics while having a few drinks. I'm your host, Darius, and as always, drink responsibly. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and y'all make sure y'all like and subscribe to Drinking After Dark podcast YouTube channel. Tonight, I have a very special guest with me. Uh, this guy, I've, man, this is the first time I'm talking to him in years, but I asked him to come on my podcast. He agreed. So he's here. He's a father, husband, business owner, all around, all around great guy. But to me, he always be that little hooper trying to take my spot. Welcome to the podcast, Sherman Green. What's going on? What's going on, Darius? How you been? Oh, man, I'm good, man. Just chilling. That's when I'm on tonight. I'm chilling. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, man, I can't complain. I can't complain at all. Blessed and highly favored, you know what I mean? Still be still be here on this earth with everything going on. Hey, it's just a blessing to still be breathing, to be honest with you. That's what's up. Um, what you drinking on tonight? Man, you know, if I drink anything, it's got to be a Hennessy, man. Oh, you want to know. Okay. <laughs> that pure white, though. I don't drink the regular Hennessy. It's got to be the pure white. Okay. So, okay. So, you... You upgraded. Gotcha. Top shelf type. So you type drink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, as always, I'm drinking that Crown Royal vanilla mixed with that Dr. Pepper cream soda. So that's my go-to drink. I'll I will change it. I'll if y'all send some suggestions what to drink on, I will drink it on this podcast. I mean, you got that crown peach. I mean, it's a lot of stuff out there that do say. I mean, if you like I'll, to keep, I mean. Yeah, I was on that uh, Crown Apple at one point, mm-hmm. um, but was it over a year ago? I was introduced to Crown Vanilla, and I've been on it ever since, man. Yeah, with that Dr Pepper is good. Yeah, Dr yeah. Pepper, the cream soda. Oh, the cream soda. I ain't had cream soda. I just used Dr Pepper. Yeah, that's uh, if it, it tastes like uh. You know what? You can't really tell the difference between Dr. Pepper and the Dr. Pepper cream soda. It just tastes the same to me. Yeah, I'm about to say it tastes the same to me, but I mean, <laughs> hey, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper to me. Right. Uh, before we get started, man, I got to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Joe Shakinab and Shakinab.com. Y'all visit Shakinab.com for services, monthly updates, and contact information. Once again, visit Shakinab.com, promoting leadership and scholarship. So, Sherman, man, why don't you go and introduce yourself to the world, man? Let them know who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm Sherman Green. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I work IT. Um, I have two businesses, a detailing business and an IT business. My detailing business is 
up here in uh, Northern Virginia. I travel the DMV detailing cars. I have an IT company, Green Information Solution, that I help um, people get into the IT field, um, train them, give advice, um, consulting, stuff like that. And then my detailing business is Green Brothers uh, Detailing. I mean, it's starting to blow up. I mean, if you follow me on Facebook or uh, Instagram, You'll see me, uh, Green Brothers detailing. I think, I think that's the name of it. <laughs> I got so much stuff going on, but yeah, Green Brothers detailing. Um, or there's you, you tag me or whatever, and they can follow me from there as well. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. Just living life and taking care of the family. Yeah, I definitely will tag you so they know to follow you. So. Um, all the information you have will be on his pages. So if y'all follow me, I would tag him and then y'all can follow him as well. Um, so how did what what made you decide to become a business owner? Uh I always been a go-getter. You understand what I'm saying? And as a young, young kid, you know, just just being around my grandfather, he taught me a lot. You know, you always gotta have more than, you know, more than one income, you know, stream of income. So Basically, it's one of them. I mean, you got a nine to five, but a nine to five is 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 it's a job. You know what I'm saying? When you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do, and and be great. You know what I'm saying? Do what you love to do instead of having to walk into a bit a business that's not yours. That you be like, uh, I don't feel like going in. Or if you're not feeling well, you know, it's just one of them. And it's like you want to have that financial freedom as well, but. To be honest with you, health is health is wealth, man. And I tell anybody, a lot of these young cash entrepreneurs, but y'all need to sleep, eat right, man, take care of your body. Really listen to your body because a lot of us, African Americans and American spirit, and they're killing ourselves because we're not paying attention to our bodies. You know what I'm saying? So I take I take health very serious. You know what I'm saying? But also you gotta live life and enjoy it. That's my that's my main thing. Enjoy every moment of it. Cause tomorrow I ain't promise. You know what I'm saying? We set that alarm clock, but it ain't nothing but guy waking us up every morning. You know what I'm saying? So you just gotta live by that, man. And just strive for what you want and stay at it. You know, no matter what happens, just stay the course. You know, Nike didn't blow up as quick as you thought it did, Amazon didn't, you know what I'm saying? So you just stay the course and eventually everything going to pan out. It may take years, months, a few days. You never know. How long you been in business? I've been, in, I've been in my detailing business for eight years, my IT company for three years. Okay. And what's like with your detailing business? Um, what was the most expensive car you ever like detailed? I'm kind of, I'm always curious about that. Cause I've seen a lot of, People out there, they detailing and all that stuff with the cars and stuff. And I've seen people post pictures of these exotic cars. Like, yeah, I did this and all of that. What about you? My When I first started detailing, the first year I started detailing, the most expensive car I've ever detailed was a Porsche 911. A Porsche 911. It was, it was all black. Um, it was actually one of my boss's friends. He's a CEO of a company. And he gave me the opportunity to do that. And yeah, so far, that's the most expensive car. Yeah. I bet you when you saw that car, you like, man, if I could just drive it for just 10 minutes. I did drive I, it. Oh, you did? 
<laughs> Stick really? Because I, I had the movie. And he, I was like, my oh. take a friend in the block. And he was like, yeah, get in the car with me. He, he told me go down the road. And he was like, hit it. And I hit it. That thing quick, man. I said, I can't oh. drive. Yeah, I, I get speeding ticket. You know, stick shift too. Come on now. You switching them gears, you gone. Boy, I know you was loving that. I mean, I I love it too. Top down? Was the top down? Yeah. After I detailed put the top down. Ooh. Listen, I've I've been in the Porsche. I was in St. Louis. I've been inside of a Porsche. And you no, know, my grandfather, uh, they switched cars for a weekend. And I tell you right now, I I thought I loved BMW, so I got inside that Porsche. And I was like, you know what? If I'm ever, ever able to afford a Porsche, I will have one, you know, as a collection. I won't let my wife, I'm not going to let my wife touch it. <laughs> no, it's it's me. It's something that I can have for myself. Mm. Me, myself, and I, she can have what she wants. I think she's talking about a Corvette or something like that, which I love those too. Anything mm. convert, anything convertibles, I love. So, but it got to be classics. So I'm not gonna get something brand new. It got to be a classic for me. I got so, you. so a classic Porsche, a classic uh, convert, uh, Corvette. Hey, that's where the money is. That's where you know collectors buy. So that's an investment right there. So a lot of people don't know when you get those classics, keep them because it's gonna appreciate as time goes on. Especially, you know, when they's trying to switch over to electric, you know, right. those cars going to be, I watch Barry Jack, so I know, I watch all these car shows. I'm a student of it. I love it. Definitely. Got you. I got you. And how, and you say you've been with your IT business for three years? Yeah. And how did you get into that? Uh, I've been doing IT since 2012. Um, I was working at the uh, Marine Corps Exchange, and I've just been good with computers and stuff, like, you know, update software, building them, taking a spyware off people's computers, you know what I'm saying, without even going to school, just playing with stuff. And then my dad was like, hey, take your butt back to school and, and get you, a, you know, your degree in IT. And then so I was talking to one of my mentors, um, he was like, hey, get the Security Plus certification. I got a Security Plus certification. And, you know, I finished, I finished school. And, man, I got into the federal government, man, and been doing it ever since. That's what's up. If you wasn't doing, um, if you didn't have your detailing business or the IT business, what would you be doing right now? To be honest with you, I'd probably, I'd probably be trying to be like mentor. A mentor to the community, to be honest with you, because I mean, a lot of people need guidance. You know what I'm saying? It's it's different from how we were raised when we were growing up, and these kids now these want to pick up the guns instead of, you know, picking up, putting up your fists and fighting. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to showboat and stuff like that. But like I said, when we were growing up, we didn't have social media like they do now. You know, kids on social media. If you fall or you trip or, you know what I'm saying, you throw something, hit somebody in the head, it's on social media type stuff. When we were growing up, you had to be outside. I used to get in trouble for not being inside on time. Streetlights come on, boy, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type stuff. Now, kids don't even go outside. Like, you see kids outside, it's at a park across the street, but you don't see that many. You know what I'm saying? We used to, you know, we used to hoop like, 
from we used to go from Broad Street basketball to the YMCA to to the, uh, with the Lincoln Center to wherever we had, whoever was hooping in front of my house, Joe House, James House, it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be a mentor to help these kids out, man, because it's like everybody is 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 Google, Google this, Google that, and they're not really understanding the values of life and really how to survive. You know what I'm saying? Without this internet, man, like people dating on the internet and all this stuff, man, like learn how like I don't think half of these kids nowadays, just my opinion, don't really know how to talk to a person in person because they don't have their communication skills because they're not in school long enough for, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's people skills are not there. Yeah, uh, definitely technology has uh, changed lives, you know, for all of us. A lot of, you know, a lot of kids today are born into this. So this is the only thing that they know. You know, I remember one time I asked a question, this was probably last year or something like that, within the last two years, I asked a question on um, Instagram, if social media didn't exist, would your business still survive? And a lot of people really couldn't answer that question. You know, I'm, I'm be honest with you. I'm be honest with you. It it could survive, but this is this is the thing. Networking. You gotta be out there and be able to go get it. You gotta be able to promote yourself, advertise yourself. Anything that you want to do, you can do it. Now you want. I wouldn't say social media helps you expands where you can get in touch with celebrities and whatever get sponsorships but if you if you're doing what you're supposed to do word of mouth travels faster than a flyer a telephone call you know what i'm saying so if your service is that good you're gonna get recommended and they're gonna keep passing your you know your stuff on so i feel like social media it helps but then at the same time it hinders you yeah that's why i asked that question because you know a lot of them rely so much on it to where you know when you have like the older generation, right? They mm -hmm. under they know because they didn't have it, so they understand how to actually grow a business. They know how to network and you know go to these events and how to communicate, not talk, but actually truly communicate with somebody else. And that's why I always I would ask that question to the younger generation because you know they so uh, social media driven, mm -hmm. right? You know, there's like social media, social media, social media. I'm like. You do know that's not the only it's really there to help you in terms of branding and everything like that. Mm. But you can't really rely on social media to be the driving force of your business. Right. You know, even even with entertainers, you know, yeah, they got social media, they post and stuff, they put mm. out content, but you still see them out on tour, you know right. what I mean? Stuff like that. So it's it's just another means to get your name out there, but you still got to go out there to the people and, you know, especially in the beginning stages, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So, you know, that's something I'm fighting with right now with, uh, you know, not me personally, because I'm always out there. That's right. how I get people. That's how I get people on the podcast. I can't sit here and just be like, I can't stay on my phone like that. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. I don't know how people could be on there just looking down. It gives me a headache. Right. Honestly. So, but man, I'm glad that you on, man. I I really appreciate it. You know, this is uh for y'all don't know, I've known Sherman. We first met when he came into high school. I think he right. was my, I think he was my height. I was a junior, he was a freshman. I think he was my height. So he's probably taller than me right now because I didn't grow a bit since yeah. then. Yeah, I'm taller than you now. <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's a lot of y'all talking to me now. So I'm not mad, though. I wish I had y'all hype. But, you know, hey, look, I'm happy where I'm at. You know, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy where I'm at. I'm Listen, I'm glad to be my... I don't care what anybody say. <laughs> hey, yeah. listen. The biggest advantage I had on the basketball court, I was the shortest. But you ain't going to dribble that ball around me either. And I'm going to get to where I want to on that court. And when he first came, when you first came to uh, Ross, you, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, I was going to be the starting point guard. And I knew you was going to be my backup because mm-hmm. I'm like, I already knew most times I'm going to play most minutes, but I need somebody who could get in there and just hold it down till I get back in. And right. um, so, yeah, I looked at you as a, not only as competition, but as uh, somebody that could push me to stay on top of my game. Right. You know, so, I mean, I I really appreciate that from you. You know, so even though, you, like I said, you was probably, by the end of that season, you was probably taller than me. But, you know, like yeah. I said, again, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. You know, you hey. just blessed. You, you taught me a lot. Like I said, you, you, James, I, mean, I taught me a lot just my freshman year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I came from, you got to think, when we, when we, when me and Xavier came to Rossview, we had no, you know what I'm saying? We had no clue about high school basketball. So with Coach Harper and Coach Wiley and, um, uh, what's Coach Clark? Name? Coach Clark. Coach Clark used to be on me like white on rice, man. I I never I never understood it. Like you remember how I used to be at freshman practice, then he'll make me go to JB and then come down to varsity. Like I'm in three different practices, you know what I'm saying? Or well, he'll make me do uh play, but first half of freshman, then I gotta go play JB and then sit on the bench for varsity. Like I didn't understand all that stuff, man. So. As the seasons went, the season went on. You know what I'm saying. I started to understand what he was trying to do, trying to prep me for when you got out of there. You know what I'm saying because I was gonna be that backup. But unfortunately, I had to move. So you know how that go. Yeah, um, I was uh, somewhat of a similar situation. Um, right. I actually never went to freshman practice when I was a freshman. It was, you know, the JV and the varsity. I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I only played a few games on the freshman level, but mainly it was JV and stuff like that, varsity. And But, you know, going in, I already knew the playbook. So I already had an advantage playing for Coach Clark and AAU at the time. So right. I already had, had the advantage. And when I came in, it was just like, all right, what play are we running? I already knew. Let's get in there. Mm-hmm. My very, I don't know if you remember your very first day, uh, summer practice. I don't know if you was there or not when you first came to Rossview. Was I there? You I probably think... I don't you might have been there. Oh was I don't know if you was or not. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to ask my I'm gonna have to ask my brothers. They probably know more than me. Yeah, yeah they they would know because we were around yeah, we was around each other all the time. So yeah, they probably would know. I don't I don't remember. Was I? You might not. I don't I think you probably came a little later. I think I, I came, I came with, what, what was it? Was it, uh, was it spring ball or whatever? Right, right before. Um, so we had, so we had our team camp um, in June. Came to team camp. 
Yeah, so uh, around June, right? And, um, you know, it was it was intense. You know, practice. You know, first practice. You know, right. uh, always gonna be intense because we always looking forward to you know what's next and everything like that. Um, but I remember going against you. I'm like, okay, little dude could play, but you know, you have to understand if you want to take my spot, you're gonna have to raise his game because. Listen, I look, I was waiting two years to get my spot behind Trey Trey. You know, luckily for me, the next year, my sophomore year, I got to start with him. Right. So basically, I got that experience the year prior. But I knew that spot was mine and mine only. And when you came in, I was like, okay, I see about two, three other guys trying to take my position. Right. Ain't going to happen. And I knew Trey Trey, he did me like that. Because when right. I first came in as a freshman like you, that very first uh, practice in the summer, mm-hmm. I played. I played with the, all the freshmen. I right. dominated. I dominated that game. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, all the upperclassmen they gonna scrimmage next. Coach Harper called me Bagwell. I was like, oh, I'm in now. Four tip. He was like, you're the only other point guard on this floor. You and Trey Trey, and boy, I'm telling you, that's how I knew I had to step up my game. Right. So when you go against somebody that's been there, mm-hmm. they're going to they gonna show you, like, you're going to have to step it up. And he was the guy that made me step it up. And right. that's what I was trying to do with the younger ones. Like, if you want my spot, well, you ain't going to take it from one. But if you want it, you're going to have to really work hard to get it. Because okay. I got I to gotta know that when it's your turn, mm-hmm. you're going to carry, carry on that, that point guard legacy, you know, right. stuff like that. So, so but, yeah, you – Definitely, you were talented, man. You were talented. You're a guy with the handles. You you could shoot the lights out of it. You know, I'm done with it. It's over with, man. I don't play no more. <laughs> I watch now. Them days over with. Hey, I'm with you, man. I don't play anymore. I haven't played seriously. The last time I played a game was 2000 and I want to say 16, 17. I want to say say somewhere around there. It was that alumni game. That oh, okay. I played in. Yeah, I was supposed to. I was, I was supposed to come down for that one. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that first year we had it. It was only yeah. six of us. Yeah, yeah, because Joey, Joey, and uh, Trey, Trey, and yeah, because me and James and Xavier were supposed to come, but I think something that came up, so we wasn't able to make it. I remember that. I wish they would have kept that going, but you know how that go. Yeah, I wish it would have kept it going too, man, because that brought a lot of people out, man. It felt like a real reunion, though. Right. You know, going against uh, guys that you played against and you mm-hmm. played with, and then right. you get to go against the older guys that you saw them play when you were kids. Right. And it was like – because I wanted to go against Coach, Coach Clark, you know, when he was playing for uh, Clarksville. I was like, I want to go against him. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, doing all them suicides and running ladders and all that stuff, yeah. This is my it was gonna be my payback, but we never got the chance to play against them. But it was a great time. Maybe somebody will bring it back up and to where you might come down and like, hey, they got this thing going on. You should come on down. You might you might not only be able to run five minutes, but guess what? You're gonna have a great time. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I run more than five minutes. I, I, I got a little stamina. I just ain't I just ain't like it was in high school to run the whole game and be good. I, I can't do that no more. That that new day is over with. Did you hate those drills back then? It didn't bother me. 
It didn't bother yeah. me. You got you got to think, man. So so while y'all was practicing, you got to think. Coach Wiley had me as a team leader as a freshman, and then JV, I was a, I was a captain. So it was like basically I had to keep them in line. So I had to stay on top of my game for you know Xavier and whoever else is behind me, Aaron and you know Jameson. You know what I'm saying. Josh, so it was like one of those I had to stay on top of my game because they were trying to take my spot starting. So it was, it was kind of vice versa. I'm trying to take yours, they trying to take mine. You know? Nah, I'm going to be real. They wasn't taking your spot. I'm just going <laughs> to be honest. I mean... Hey, man, I'm, they, they was trying. Trust me. I'm going to be surprised. Like, my senior year, all right? My mm. senior year in high school, we only had it was four of us seniors, one junior. Everybody else was sophomore and freshman. And I knew for a fact, I'm like, all right, we probably won't be as good. And my, my, uh, of course, this was my year. I was the captain this year. Mm-hmm. The previous, the previous two years, I was the co-captain. This year, I'm the captain. And my backup for that year was uh, Josh McCorder. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so he was my backup that year. And at times, I'm going to be honest, I was grateful for him because I could move off the point right. from time to time. I could play the two. You know, mm-hmm. I could rest on the floor. If you know basketball, you have to understand, you know, how to get rest while you're playing. Yep. Understand I don't have to run every play for myself or initiate all the plays. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll tell him, no, call this play. I'm going to stand over here. Let me get my breath for a second. And then. I'm going to take my spot back. Right. So, but I remember those drills and I know a lot of guys probably, I knew they couldn't survive, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, we, so I was so used to it, you know, it was like, this ain't nothing to me, but right. a lot of guys, man, they get to those drills and all of a sudden they don't want to come back no more one day. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't bother me to be honest with you. I just, once, once you show me what to do, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And basically, you just you pretty much go at your own pace. That's how I look at it. I mean, you keep up, but you know what I'm saying? Over don't overexert yourself either. You know what I'm saying? And that's why well, I think a lot of people did. They overexerted themselves, and that's why they couldn't take it. Well, that was because, you know, at that time we had to do it in a certain amount of time. Right. So, you know, if you didn't do it, you know, if you didn't run that mile in six and a half minutes. Oh, I already know. Trust you're gonna have to do it again. Now he might let you slide if you were like a few seconds after that, right. he'll like you know let you slide or whatever. But um, yeah, when I first ran them out, that was the first time ever my freshman year mm-hmm. doing uh conditioning, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I ran a mile ever in my life on the track, and I finished at six minutes and thirty two seconds, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to you know run again, you know stuff like that. But the next time. I did it. I did it like six, um, six minutes and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, oh, I didn't know this was like time like that. Cause if it was time, I would have finished earlier than right. that. But also, too, it was kind of like sun beaming down. So I'm not used to running in the sun. Right. You know, I got to be indoors. I got you. On a hardwood. But man, I done seen guys throw up. Yeah. I done seen them like fall out on the floor. I'm yeah. like, I thought, I thought you guys was in shape. I mean, we kids. We ain't supposed to be tired like this. What y'all been doing? That heat, man, ain't no joke neither. You know that. 
especially on that track. It's actually hotter on the track. Right. So it's uh it's uh it's uh and you run it like you're not running with um track shoes, running uh-huh. shoes, you run it with basketball shoes. Right. So that's why I changed like when I did that, I'm like, okay, I gotta get some running shoes if we're gonna come out here and run. That right. makes all that sense because I'm not messing up my basketball shoes for the track to do all that. Right. So but that makes a big, big difference. You been watching the playoffs? Man, yeah, I've been watching that bullshit. <laughs> Why are you upset? Man, I, man, I don't know. Just I watched the game today, man. Ja, ja kind of, Ja kind of should have. I feel like he, he rushed that layup. You know what I'm saying? He rushed it. You know what I'm saying? He, I think he could have got a better shot, or he was going too fast. He could have got a little more body control, and he would have won that game. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, just to look at his face after he missed that layup and he didn't get the call, he going to come out next game and it's going to be over with. He's going to go be smoked. And honestly, John Moran is, I would say, my next favorite point guard, like since Allen Iverson. Like, I just like his style of play. I mean, his, his, his work ethic, I mean, he doesn't quit. I mean, he can shoot, dribble, he can pass, he plays defense. He'll dunk on anybody. He don't care who you are. You know what I'm saying? And I like that about him. You know what I'm saying? He got that spunk to him. Yeah, I he's uh, probably the most exciting player in the game right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you look at him, you know, he remind me of Derrick Rose early mm-hmm. on in his career. Right. You know, the only, the only difference was between John Moran and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, boy, that when I say he was a beast, yeah, back then when he came in. Yeah. You knew where that team was going. Right. And you see, you see the similarities between the two, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And of course, he's doing it. Well, not this year. The Western Conference was a little weaker than the Eastern Conference this year. But, you know, Derrick Rose did it in the same conference, you know, as LeBron, prime LeBron, right. you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, Job Moran, he, he's getting there, but, you know, he's still growing as a player. So when he looked back on it, you know, time goes on. He's going to understand, you know, you can get a better shot. You don't have to rush it. You have plenty of time left. Um, right. Even because they knew you was going to the basket. I think that was the thing about it. That's why you saw right. Gary Payton the second right there. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he got a piece of it or not. I don't know if he got a piece of it. I don't know either. But that's what I'm saying. If he, if, if he was, if he was like AI, AI probably would have acted like he was going, and he would have stepped back. You know what I'm saying? And shot his shot. You know what I'm saying? Because Iverson inside that paint, his jump shot was it was hard to block. Number one, and number two, he he just he had that that talent, man, just raw talent. You know what I mean? But he's young. He's still growing. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, I say probably the next two three years, Jaws gonna be the face of the NBA. I mean. I ain't going that far to say that, but hey, I would listen. Hey, that boy, that boy gonna make he's gonna make history, man. He's gonna make I I feel like he's gonna make history with Memphis. I really do. I yeah, they man, listen. If they if the management does it right, you keep the core uh players and right. you start you know getting veterans, you know, around them, and all of a sudden now they're the favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Memphis they could get to the finals one day with John Morant. But the key is, are they going to keep, uh, what's his name, Bane? Bane's? 
you they know, gonna, they got to. You got to look, man. So you got to think, God was hurt, right? They went, what, what, 18 and 2 or 16 and 2 or something like that? 18 and 2. 18 and 2 with Jaw hurt. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. you got to think, if Jaw was healthy, they went 20 and 0. You know what I'm saying? Them boys, they they know how to play with, with or without him. You know what I'm saying? And that's, to be honest with you, that's coaching. That's coaching and them team and, and team chemistry. It's like I trust you regardless of what we're going through. We may be down 10, but guess what? I trust you we're gonna come back and win this game. You know what I'm saying? And that's that says a lot just from their coaching and their characters as players. Because a lot of players, they get to that when they get to a certain level or they get a little seasoned, they don't really trust a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Especially with them being as young as they are, them boys is young. Yeah, it's a like you said, it's a uh, coaching thing, but it's also a culture thing because mm-hmm. you could tell, you know, um, you could go back to when Mike Conley, Zach Randolph, Paul mm-hmm. saw Tony Allen, you could right. still feel that same culture with this squad right here. I agree. So that's why I'm like, man, give them another year or two, they're going to be in the finals if healthy. That's the key. <laughs> to be honest with you, listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think this series with them is gonna go to seven. I think it go to seven. I I'll say I'll say six, depending on what happens in Golden State. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, if I I honestly, I feel like this. If they if they go to seven, if they go to seven with John Moran in his second year, because last year he got hurt. If he goes, they go to seven. I guarantee you, the next year. They're going to the finals because they, I think they're going to add some more pieces. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who they're going to add, but they're going to add some more pieces. The question is who they're going to get rid of. Because I like, I personally like the squad that they have. They just got to keep them together at least another two years. They need, they need, they need, they, to be honest with you, they're going to need another shooter. They're going to need another shooter. They come off one? They come off the bench. You got to have, oh, okay. Yeah, they come off the bench. I have another shooter come off the bench. Yeah, okay, I get you now. You, you, know, you got um, you got yeah. Jones who can shoot, right? But you also need another one to come off the bench. Right. right, just in case Jones, you know what I'm saying? Just in case Jai go down, you got Jones, whoever. You still have another shooter come off that bench to, you know what I'm saying, relieve you as well to spread that floor. Okay, yeah, I agree with you on that one. You I agree. To. I mean, but, that's team. You gotta have, you gotta have another score. You got to. Uh, I just think that uh, I think Warriors in six. But if they win, I'm gonna tell you right now, if they win the next game, I don't see seven games because they're gonna have to win. Yeah, if, if Golden if Golden State win this next game, then yeah, I, I see it. And yeah, but if they don't, then I think say series may go to seven. Either way it goes, I don't see any of these teams coming out the West. As long as Phoenix is healthy and you got that, you got Devin Booker you think, at your two. You think you think Phoenix can beat uh Golden State? No way when you think about it, the way you say it out loud. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm when saying you... Phoenix, Golden nah, bro. Mm-mm. I don't see it. They don't they don't have enough, they don't have enough firepower. Phoenix don't have oh. enough. Fire. Okay, gotcha. 
because you already know what you're going to get from the three guys, but you don't know who you're going to get from. Matter of fact, you really don't know who you're going to get from DeAndre Ayton. Right. Because he, he up and down. And I'm like, a guy at his skill level who could mm-hmm. be the best big man in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe it's a coaching thing. Maybe Monty Williams, like, in the beginning of the games, we're going straight to him. We're going to go – that's my thing. They're not consistent. One game, one game they may go to him, go to him, go to him. Then the next game, they barely give him the ball. Then the next game, they give him the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be consistent if you're coaching. But then you got to think, bro, you you talking about Golden State, bro. The Golden State, you still got to think. They got Iguodala that's going to play. You still got Gary Payton. You got Looney. You got uh, uh, Clay, Curry, Draymond. Uh, what's the other boy name? Pool. Like, come on, bro. Pool by yeah. itself, bro, can give you a quick thirty. Wiggins. That's what. Come on, bro. You yeah. Really, okay. Really think Phoenix can? Man, nah. Mm-mm. Man, I, I I said earlier. I said earlier that um, I have Phoenix coming out the West, but I said I won't be surprised if Golden State come out the West. I got Golden State. I got Golden State coming out the West. The East, it's a toss-up. East, I ain't going to lie, it's a toss-up. And Between who? I'll be honest with you, I would say, I would say, I would say Celtics. And only thing, uh, I, I want to say, I want to say Miami, but Miami is kind of, ah, you know what I mean? I don't know. They don't have the firepower to keep up with anybody they, else. They, they don't, but then I don't know if Embiid is going to come back. If Embiid comes back, Game three, he'll be back in game three. But is he going to is, – is, this is the thing. Is his body going to hold up if he goes to the finals? Yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Is his body going to – he may come back in three, but is his body going to hold up? You know what I'm saying? I get you, yeah. I understand. They still got two more rounds. If, if they win this one, they still got two more rounds. Oh, here's my thing. Out the East, I'm already saying I got Milwaukee coming out the East. I think they just – I got Milwaukee. I don't think nobody can stop Giannis. Um, I think they're going to go past uh, Boston in six. And whoever they face in the next round, I don't think they're going to compete with them. So whoever wins this particular series between Milwaukee and Boston, that's who I think is going to come out the East because they got the firepower. Of course, these – um. I don't look at Philadelphia as a defensive team, but when you look at Miami, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and Boston, defensive-minded teams, but they got guys that could dominate, right? you know, a series. So, well, Boston and uh, Milwaukee, they got two guys that could actually dominate a series. And right. you could tell right now that the size of Milwaukee mm-hmm. is going to bother other teams. Right. And, Especially whoever comes out the West is going to bother you know, that team. So, mm-hmm. like with the Golden State Warriors, you have to have that offensive firepower to counteract counteract what you know, Milwaukee going to do with their size and everything. So, and they play defense. You know, the only weak link to me is uh, Lopez. Go Golden State. Golden State going to run them boys. They that's why I said. That's why I said Lopez is going to be the. A weak link on defense when if they do face Golden State because he's not, you know, he's 
a big guy who could stretch the floor offensively, but defensively, he's going to be a liability. That's why he could play, you know, with a, a Boston Celtics because they don't right. really have guys, you know, that could really take him off the dribble right. like that. And he could contest with his long arms because you know they're going to want to pull up. Yeah. So whoever, you know, they move forward, I, I think they're going to be all right coming out the East. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the West is going to be, like you said, no, Golden State probably most likely. Golden State, I don't, come. I don't, I don't see nothing. I honestly like this. If, if 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 the Grizzlies don't win this next game, Golden State's coming out. That's just what it is. Because it's not because they're gonna go down 2-0, and then you gotta go back to Golden State. Come on now, Golden State is hard to beat in Golden State, and that's been proven. Yeah. And so, and and Clay and them, they know that floor like the back of their hand. So, come on now, that's 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 the advantage that they have. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be very interesting. I'm I'm gonna be honest. It's gonna be very interesting. I can't wait to see what happens. But you know, in terms of the face of the league, I know you have Moran in a couple of years. I think mm-hmm. Giannis. I think Giannis is here to stay. I think he just, you know. In a small market too, and the, what he's doing, I think so, man. I think because you know when you look at Giannis, he's you gotta remember it has to be much more than just basketball. Mm-hmm. You know when it turns to being the face of the league, Giannis mm-hmm. is a likable guy. People cheer for Giannis, mm-hmm. right? Because they seen his journey from the moment he got drafted. They didn't think he was gonna be this good mm-hmm. to. Two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, most improved, mm-hmm. and now NBA Champion Finals MVP. So right. it's really hard to dislike somebody like Giannis, who is right. open, who is Giannis, who you know he has a personality to, you know, have a chance to be the face of the league. But they mm-hmm. also got other guys too. You got Joel Embiid, you know, Morant, you know, he could be that guy too. You know, mm-hmm. you know these smaller market teams now they're starting to come up. You don't have to right. be in LA or New York anymore. You could be in the smaller markets and you could still be the face of the league. I mean, Luca one day could be the face of the league. I was just about to say that Luca sure could. I mean, Luca nasty too now. That's another nasty. You do that joke right there, shoot the lights off that ball. So I mean, hey, you know how that go. I mean, he's he he's developing as well. You know what I'm saying? Once he get a, key, a couple more key pieces, he they they Dallas is gonna be something to mess with. To be honest. Yeah, with you. yeah, I think. Um, Pieces though, I think you know with Brunson there, you know like that that's gonna be a great series. I think people thinking that it's gonna be a a cakewalk for Phoenix. I don't think so because Luca could dominate, but you got Brunson that could come in and basically take over a game. I just right. if I'm J Kid, even moving forward, mm-hmm. I know Luca wants to play the point. Mm-hmm. I would I would actually put Brunson at the point, put Luca at the two, right to where he don't have to. You know, waste his energy trying to do everything himself. Right. You know, that can come off screens and, mm-hmm. you know, get open shots, you know, and still be the playmaker. But right. now, you know, he's not – his usage rates could go down a little bit, but the team production can go up, you know, right. significantly. So – but it's going to be a great series, man, and I'm, I'm waiting. I can't wait for that uh, series as well. I'm probably going to check out a couple of games, but I'm really focused on two series. And that's uh, Golden State and uh, Memphis and Milwaukee and Boston. Those are the only two series I'm really going to pay attention that, to. 
honest with you. I mean, I think that's just most people that are NBA basketball fans grew up watching it. That's when I think 99% of the people going to watch them two series just because they understand the basketball IQ of it. You know what I'm saying? And what's what the journey is going to hold, you know, with those teams. You know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, with those four teams, those are teams for probably the next two or three years is going to be dominating each, each you know, division because they're all they're going to do is add on. And you got to think free, you know, oh, free agency, um, player trade, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a lot, you know what I mean? So, and we don't know what's going to happen in this free agent, you know what I'm saying, coming up. We don't. No, we, we really don't. And um, that's why when I look at Memphis and I look at Milwaukee, people forget Giannis is what, mid-20s. Yeah. So he got – he ain't going nowhere. I mean, huh. he already brought a championship to a city and right. possibly could bring another one. And it's like, yo, this team – it could be like the San Antonio Spurs just up north. You know, right. that culture, you got a dominant player and then you got a guy – uh, Chris Middleton, who could close out games so Giannis don't have to do it by himself. And you got Drew Holiday, who could drop 25 on any given night and lock up the uh, best uh, perimeter player, you know, whoever they have. So, you know, they they got it. So that team is scary. Memphis is going to be scary. You know, mm-hmm. Golden State, this is probably their last hoorah. You never know. Maybe next yeah. year might be it. Oh, Golden State, I think, just my personal opinion, I, could, uh, I think uh, – they either gonna trade Clay. They may trade Clay. That's just me. It's my personal opinion. I think they may trade Clay. Do you think? Hmm? Do you think um, with that, who would they trade them to? And because you know they're gonna want pieces back. That's a. I mean, with Clay, you know, I personally think that system don't work without Clay. Even though you have Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is the type of guy that doesn't come off of screens and spread mm-hmm. the floor like that. Clay right. doesn't need the ball to be like, you know, we've seen him go get 37 in a quarter. We've seen him get up 60 in, right. you know, in like 25 minutes and put mm-hmm. up 14 threes in 23 minutes. And, right. you know, game, and yeah, I think playoffs come around. Mm-hmm. They don't call him game six Clay for nothing. Right. So, they're going to want somebody at least on his level to come back and probably has some of the same intangibles he has. So who are you going, what you going to do? I, I just, I just feel like they're going to trade Clay. I'm not, I ain't saying that it's going to happen. I just feel like they may try to trade him. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like they may, I don't know. I know they're not going to trade Draymond because Draymond is that, Draymond is kind of like that that base of the team. He's the he's the what we call the hype man. You know what I'm saying? He hypes people up. He does stuff intentionally to get the team going. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And then it just it, I feel like Clay may go, but then he may not. He may stay. They they may trade somebody else. At the same time, we don't know. But in the free agency, you got Anthony Davis. I mean. You got a lot of you got a lot of free agents out here, man. Can you trust Anthony Davis? He's too fragile. What about the the talks of the Pelicans from people saying mm-hmm. they should trade Zion? 
so this this is my thing with Zion. Zion, number one, he got he got to lose a little bit of weight. Once he loses that weight, and gets in, in plays like plays like more than. But I think he ain't played no more than thirty games in one season. If he can stay healthy, lose that weight, and really see what he can do, he's a bully. He's a bully on that court. That's not even a question. He's like a young LeBron. He's not getting. Hey, he was supposed to be the face of the NBA. Zion was really supposed to be the face of the NBA. They hyped him up to be the face of the NBA, and he got hurt. And then, I mean, he hasn't really played. I mean, you can sit there and say, oh, well, give him a shot, but how much longer you got to wait? Yeah, I think, uh, me personally, I think he has to lose around 50 pounds, personally. He's going to have to lose about 50 pounds because those knees are not going to hold up on that frame. And his whole game is based on explosiveness. So eventually he's going to have some um, lower body issues uh, right off the bat. And, yeah. um, you know, if you're trying to get out of New Orleans, that's not the way to do it. You know, you got to – ain't no other team going to want to take you because they're like, you know what, you're out of shape. You're not taking this seriously. You're not doing what you're supposed <laughs> to do in the offseason. You're not going to lose your strength. He's naturally strong. So right. you're not going to lose that. Um, they just care about your health. For one, like you said earlier, you know, being healthy. You know, they want you to be healthy. Right. You no, know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about basketball itself. They just want you to be healthy. And when you come, you come ready to play. You know, we got if if you want this money, we got to be able to trust you to be on this court, you know, probably around 70 games, 70 games out of a year. So right. at least 60, at least give me, you know, at least 60. I mean, he, he, listen, he, he got to stay ready. So he ain't got to get ready. And I agree with you. He needs to lose probably about 50 pounds. I mean, and I feel like even with him, I, I think it's being Duncan and all that stuff, but he still got that weight on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Like Zion been doing why you ain't been playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, what have you been doing? I mean, I've he been he been like, eating. Yeah, but he ain't toning up. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's taking it as serious as 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 I think he should. You know what I'm saying? But I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I've um, I said this before. Um, a lot of guys who never really faced criticism. Mm. They have, they've always, they really never been coached. You know, when you look at high school, especially AAU, you know, they don't do any coaching in AAU. Um, when you look at, you know, he went to college for a year. So it was like hard to take coaching seriously, knowing mm. that you only there. So, cause you know, the rules that's in place, mm -hmm. but when you get to the league, now it's a whole different ball game. Mm. Now grown men going to hold you accountable for like, what you're doing, you know, outside of the, off the court, you know, outside of facilities, are you, you know, eating right? Are you staying in shape, staying game ready? You know, mm -hmm. things, we know you got the the talent, you know, right. but, you know, with this particular game, you know, you don't have guys who's going to be just as strong as you, just mm -hmm. as athletic as you. Right. The only difference is, is that they are available and they can count on them. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't, we can't really trust you at this point because you're, we don't know what's going on. And then you got your people out here um, talking, you know, for you. 
mm-hmm. you know, talking about you don't want to be there. Where else he gonna go? And what team is gonna want you? I mean, they probably want you for name purposes, but right. if you just one of those players who is great, but you didn't take care of your body and you know, come on, man, you you ain't gonna last four years in the league if you're not if you're not uh taken care of. If you're not gonna last four years if you're not taking care of your body. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like like I said earlier, you know what I'm saying? Your your health is your wealth. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't if you ain't take care of your body while you're young, when you get older, man. You 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 see that you have a lot of different um health issues, man. You know what I mean? Like and, and that's what people are starting to realize. You know what I'm saying? We can't do what we used to do when we was 21, party all night. And, and and run off for two hours of sleep, you know what I'm saying? Go to work and be fine and go home and crash after work type stuff. You can't do that no more. So, you know, and, and, and it's crazy because these cats have personal trainers and, and personal chefs and all that stuff. You know, they can go to the gym and whenever they want to. And, you know what I'm saying? Strength, conditioning, coaches, all that. Like, I don't see why he hasn't lost that weight. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it's something else. We don't we don't know because he doesn't speak. You know what I'm saying? He's very private. Yeah, he's a private person. Um, I don't know if he knows how to communicate to anyone yet, you know, especially at his age. Right. Um, but you know, Charles Barkley was right. You know, first thing the team probably need to do is get him a chef and get him on a program to because if you're gonna invest money into him, you want to make sure he's right. Right. So you know, I know a lot of people um, uh, basically uh, criticize Charles Barkley for being that guy to speak his mind. But, you know, he's proven on the highest level that he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, it's it's still the same game. It's still 82 games in the season. And, you mm-hmm. know, the best the best um, the greatest value you can have to a team is availability. Right. Period. Right. You know, we've seen too many guys. Great great players, you know, but their careers were cut short because of injuries. Yeah. And you don't want to see Zion be another Greg Oden. Hey, that's very true. Very true. Very true. So, and that's the crazy part about it. Shoot, Greg Oden and uh, what was the other guy before Greg Oden uh, that was real big? Will Bynum. Not Will Bynum. Uh, uh, was it Bynum? Not Will Bynum. He played for like play with Kobe and um. Yeah, that was um, that was Bynum. I don't. What's his name? Will? No, it wasn't Will. It was um, was it Andrew? Andrew Bynum? I think that's yeah. his name. Andrew Bynum. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't stay healthy. Then he got started getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But he was. He, he was, was a beast when he played. He was dominating. You know what I'm saying? So. It's one of them. And then I feel that's why I said another thing about mentorship, man. You got to mentor these kids. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these kids come from broken homes. and Like Jimmy Butler, man, his mom told him to get out. Now look at him. You know what I'm saying? He made it. You know what I'm saying? Through all the adversity, he still played basketball. The lady that took him in, he'd get that lady to close off his back, every last penny on his bank account because of what she did for him. She believed in him regardless of what he was going through. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just need that mentorship for kids. Just, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you just, sometimes you just somebody to talk to, man. 
Because a lot of kids are going through things that we probably never would imagine because when we were growing up in school, yeah, we fought or whatever, and it was gangs and all that stuff, but this cyber bullying and over the internet bullying and, and people coming to school and shooting and stuff, like, that's that's crazy. Like, you you scared sending your kids. Some people scared sending kids to school because of the stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? And it, it doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, man, what, what you sitting there bullying people for? You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you're a bully, something ain't right with you at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, not just bullying at school. It's, uh, I don't know what school is now these days. I can't even tell you. You got you got these teachers, high school teachers, sleeping with their students. Right. You know, it was, I don't know if you heard about the story that happened here uh, back here in Clarksville that happened uh, within the last week. Mm. Um, assistant principal uh, got arrested for having uh, sexual relations with the student. What high school is that? D- just take a wild guess. Clarksville? Nope. Don't tell me Northeast. Ah, uh, you know it's not Northeast. Rossville? Come on. No, it's not Rossville. But something did happen like that, but I was like... Yeah, I heard about yeah. that years ago. Yeah, I heard yeah, about it was that. Years ago, yeah. But it wasn't Rossville. Kenwood. Wow. Mm. I mean, it was all in the news and everything like that. So I was, but see, something like that doesn't surprise me, right? Because, you know, you see it in the news regardless. You know, you just don't think it would come to like your home, you know, your backyard and all of that. Right. And, you know, it's like, like you said, guns in schools, you got, you know, adults and kids relations and it's just they're not yeah. really te- they're not really teaching no more these they just passing students and so they go off they don't know shit you know it's just mm. too much man it's just too much i we need to change some things but you know as long as there's money and politics involved in it it, it ain't gonna change not yeah. at all and, and it's, it's it's all political you know what i'm saying so it's just it's one of those you know what i mean but at the same time, I always look at it, reach one, teach one. You know what I'm saying? If you can reach one, you can teach one, and that one can teach somebody else, and hopefully that they carry that along. Or at least if you can change somebody's life, if it's just one person's life, you understand? That's a that's a blessing in itself. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you just never know who you run across that may just need it. Hey, you know what I'm saying? They may be having a bad day. Hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? You, you ain't gotta have a whole conversation because you never know what somebody's going through mentally. And a lot of a lot of people, women, women, men, children, they deal, they they deal with depression and mental health. And you know what I'm saying? And and a lot of people don't say anything because they don't want to be judged. But I feel like if you if you need help, get help. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what somebody thinks about you, because I, I always I'll look at life like this. I came in this world by myself, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave by myself. So with that being said, I'm gonna take the proper precautions or whatever if I'm going through anything to talk to what I need to get whatever I need to do with my health because you have to be here for your loved ones, but to take your life or 
you know, somebody has somebody take your life for you, domestic violence and all this stuff, man, it's it's pointless. You know what I'm saying? You got people out here that are striving to be great and it's cut short because of stupid decisions or people bullying them and stuff like that, man. And it's true. The graveyard is the richest place in the world because there's so many ideas and, and creative minds, man, but we're killing each other off for no reason. And I, and I blame a lot of this stuff on these, this music and these movies, man. Everybody want to be gangsters and want to shoot a gun. And half of them don't even know how to hold a gun, load a gun. Don't know nothing about gun safety, but they can get them. You can get a gun like you can get a, a pack of gum out the store now. You got kids that's 19 years old. Man, you seen that shooting on, on live. The girl in Chicago shot her cousin and shot herself. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Man, like, how, how y'all get a gun at that age? And why are you pointing at somebody's head? You know what I'm saying? Like, man. That... <sighs> and then to be on live with it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know, man. That that was um that's uh there's a it's so many different factors in that. That's a classic case of um I'm pretty sure they got it within the house itself. You know, you didn't have it tucked away where they don't know where it was and right. you know, neglect, you know, stuff like that. You know, so that's why, you know, that video is very disturbing. Um and speaking on mental health, um, if you have issues, uh, whatever you do. Uh, don't go into the red table talk. That's not a place that you want to be at. Go see a real therapist, you know, go talk them out, you know, right. don't, you know, don't. And I, it's like platforms like that. I don't really like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause how can I say it? Uh, you're not, you're not there. If your intentions is to, I understand what your intentions is, is to heal the world, mm-hmm. but if you're not healed yourself, you can't heal nothing else. So that's just my my take on it. Right. That's just that's like if you don't if you don't love yourself, you can't love nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And you have to you have to forgive. You have to forgive, and you have to forget. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. it's said than done, but people people really have to realize is you only got one shot at life. You know what I'm saying? So and and, and my thing, how I live by now that I got a son. You know what I'm saying? Trey, I live as what's going to be my legacy when I leave here. You know what I'm saying? Don't know when, don't know how. Really doesn't even matter. But what am I going to pass down to my son that he can pass down to his children or whatever it may be? You know what I'm saying? So you have to you, you have to find that why. Why are you living and what are you doing what you're doing for? Not Don't care about what anybody else say on the outside. Don't really, it doesn't really matter. Because between you, your wife, and your, and, your, and your family inside, you know what I'm saying? Because when we're gone, you know what I'm saying, they're carrying on our legacy and so forth, so forth, you know what I'm saying? So to build a business and to teach them about financial literacy and mental health and mentoring people and talking to people, man, that's, that's, that's it's key, you know what I'm saying? Because we're, we're starting to get to a world where everything is electronic or everything is social media. I'm communicating with somebody in social media, but I see them in person, I don't even know how to talk. They don't even know how to look people in the eye when they shake their hands type stuff. Yes, ma'am, no, sir. You know what I'm saying? They don't have the proper etiquette. And that's something that still needs to be instilled within the house. You know what I'm saying? And you being a man in the house, you got to enforce that. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. I understand there's a lot of broken homes out here and stuff like that. But if they can get that father figure or that mother figure 
from their grandparents and whoever, let them children do that because these older people are a lot wiser than we are. They've been through stuff we have no clue about, but they don't speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. How old is your son? He's two. Oh, man. Is he terrible yet? No, nah, he listens. He's uh, daddy. he... daddy's boy. Okay. Daddy's... Look, does he listen to the mama too? Oh, yeah. That's his right hand, but you know he loves he loves cars. You know what I'm saying I got you know some old school cars. I got an '87 box, '96 Impala, and an '83 Monte Carlo. And every time I start that Monte Carlo up or that box Chevy, especially that Impala with them pipes on it, he get excited. You know what I'm saying so he he's a car he's a car baby. You know what I'm saying he likes cars. He, I mean he's physical, so I think he's probably gonna play football. He he, he terrorizes. He's 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 physical. That's all I'm gonna say. He don't he but, don't take nobody. So, well, yeah. if he's gonna play football, just um, make sure he has a proper coaching because this these uh, youth coaches today they ain't really teaching these kids proper techniques. Oh, you, you know, know so you know I'm be out there. I ain't gonna let nah, I ain't gonna let nothing happen to him. Believe that. If I if I gotta be his coach, I have to so he gets to that level where I can't coach him no more. But him starting off next year when he turned three, I'm going to try to do flag football with him. You know what I'm saying? Get him the basics, you know, put him in swimming. Let him do everything, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of a lot of us don't know how to swim. I mean, I know how to swim and stuff, but my wife does too. But I just want him to be, you know, if he want to go to the beach when he get older, you know what I'm saying, 17, 18, if he get in the water, you know how to get out the water. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah, Definitely. That having that oh my, your son didn't drown. I don't want to get that phone call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you know I I love swimming. I'm gonna be honest. My daughter she likes to get in that pool, you know, and stuff. I'm still teaching her how to swim mm-hmm. and things like that. So, but she definitely loves to get in there, you know, right. have fun. You know, just I just let her get in there, play around. And once she says, "Daddy, can you teach me how to swim?" Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's let's do it. You know, right. so I'm. That's one of those things that you want to teach your kids and everything like that. But it's also cool that, you know, you're going to allow yourself to play flag football early on because my mm. nephews play uh, flag football. And mm. you, when you see these clips online of these, um, man, they're about seven, eight years old doing these drills and it's headshots after headshots. It's like, all right, there's grown men there. You ain't correcting them after they doing this. You said, you all right? Come on now. This is why, you know, parents are afraid to put their kids in youth football is because stuff like that. Yeah, brain injuries early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. That's, yeah, so it's like, you know, that's why you got parents who rather have their kids play baseball, basketball, soccer, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, because, you know, don't really have to worry about those head injuries right? and things like that. And they can really have fun. You know, football is really an intense sport. It is. So, you no, know, this it gives the kids you no know, chance just to really go out there and have fun and you know enjoy themselves. They just running around, you know. There ain't really no plays being called and nothing like that. They just right. they kids. No, nobody knows. They don't know what they're doing. They just being kids. Hey, listen, I'm putting them in every sport that I possibly can. I'm gonna let them try everything. He may, hey, he may be good at golf and all I know. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of them. I want him to try everything and you know what I'm saying. Give him that experience. I don't want him to say. Oh, I never tried that or never had that experience because, you know, some people never had that experience. You never know what you could have been good at because your parents couldn't afford it or 
you know, and you didn't have the, the, the mentor or somebody to actually try to coach you to do it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's different playing in the neighborhood, baseball, kickball, you know, stuff like that. But to actually play organized is totally different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, if it, Do you have Disney Plus? Yeah. Have him watch Cool Runnings. He already watched it. Oh, you seen it already? Man, my son, man, he's seen Lion King, Cool Running, shoot, Little Rascals. Man, I didn't show him everything, man. I didn't all, all my childhood movies. <laughs> so you seen the Sandlot? Yes. He just Boy. watched it the other day on TV. It was on TV. He's watching it with us. Boy, I love that movie. That's one of my greatest sports movies of all time. I he I watched like, Giants. He did? Mm-hmm. He watched it. He watches Man. like anything with sports, like basketball. Like when I was watching playoffs today, he's basketball, basketball. Like he's watching. He understands and he gets a little basketball and he'll throw it. He'll throw it at me. When he got the hoop downstairs in his room, he'll throw it at me and he'll throw it back. You know what I'm saying? He'll grab the football when football season is and he'll, he'll, he'll get it and he'll throw it to me. You know what I'm saying? baseball he does the same thing so it's just one of them like i said he's a he's a sports baby like he he sees sports and he'll sit down and watch it that's kind of that's cool right there because i'm gonna tell you like what me and my daughter we'll sit down and watch no lie it's on disney plus and we actually started uh during the uh quarantine mm-hmm. when everybody was at home we watched that whole first season of gargoyles and that is that is that's our cartoon like when I put boy, it on, that's to bring back memories for real. But I ain't seen that joint, man. Lord have mercy. Yep. Wow. So when we first got Disney Plus, because you know we were stuck at home, right? Boy, I seen everything on there. All my childhood memories came right back to me, right. and I, you know, watching Gargoyles, watching Darkwing Duck. Um, mm-hmm. what else I was watching? Um, uh, uh, the movies. Uh. Lion King, mm. um, what else? Uh, Sandlot, you know, Cool Runnings, you know. Mm-hmm. I even I for, I didn't even know that was a Disney movie until like I seen it on there. Um, yeah. Remember the Titans, another one. I didn't know that was a Disney product mm-hmm. until it was on there, and it was like I watched all these cartoons. X Men, like, come on, man! X Men, the greatest Saturday morning cartoon ever. Yeah. So yeah. I'm watching all this stuff, and my daughter, she gets on there. She watched, you know, her um, Descendants. She'll watch that as well. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, we go watch our separate things, then we go watch our stuff together, right. and it'll be like a great time. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for uh, Disney Plus because I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, they need Harry up come up with the the third season of The Mandalorian. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. I keep saying that. My wife, my wife said the same thing the other day. I said, "Well, I ain't got a chance to watch it. I've been busy with this business stuff, so I haven't had a chance to watch it." But I said, "I'm gonna sit down and, and watch it." I haven't watched a lot of shows, and man, I've been so busy running businesses and working and traveling for work. It's just been one of them. Maybe one day I sit down and take you, a day to watch some stuff. But. You need to take a day for yourself. I know you're working hard and everything. I always tell people, listen, 
Take a day for yourself, just a personal day, just to unwind so you ain't stressed or nothing. Be in front of that TV and just relax and just watch something. You binge watch it. And right. then the very next day, you could your mind is clear, your body's well rested, go back out there and do it again. So yeah, right. That's what I need to turn my phone on silent, huh? <laughs> yeah. My phone stay going off, man. Emails, somebody phone call, texting, something. Somebody always need something to do around here. So I'm saying yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, I'm always a big thing of, you know, taking time for yourself. I'm always a big because you know, we never know when things are gonna happen, but we know it's gonna happen. Right. I think we're trying to force the issue, and that's how we become stressed, and stress leads to many different health problems, you know, physical and mental. So right. it's like, man, just take this. What's wrong taking one day mm. out of a week, right? Mm. One day out of a week, you could do whatever. You could even just go to a park or just hang out with the family. I'm not answering no phone calls, you know, unless it's an emergency, like family matter or something like that. Right. Or I'm just sitting here in front of this TV. I'm either on Hulu, Disney Plus, or HBO Max or something like that. And I'm just enjoying my time. Or you right. know, if, if you have a game system, you just want to play a game or two, just right. unwind and it it definitely will help you. It will definitely help you because then you'll go back out there and like, man, I'm refreshed. You know what I mean? I'm I'm ready to do this again. So that's, that's what a, I do. And that's another reason why I started my businesses because I ain't got work for nobody. So if I don't decide I don't want to go to work or if I don't want to do nothing, I'm good because. I'm already getting paid because it's my company. You know what I'm saying? I could take a day off. I could take a week off without having to worry about do I have enough PTO or did I finish this report? You know what I'm saying? I want to have I want to have more freedom. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what entrepreneurship is about: having that freedom, but also developing and and, and learning from different people because it's all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? That you can learn from anybody. Homeless people, veterans, older people, you know what I'm saying? People your age, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that you don't know that they know, you know what I'm saying? That's each one. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, man, if I wasn't, I'm very surprised I went to school for marketing, Mm -hmm. um, got my degree in marketing and things like that. You know, I'm still a consultant, you know, stuff like that. Um, I love that very much. Um, this podcast was just, it was basically just another outlet, but mm-hmm. I've grown to like really love this because I wanted to do it for a long time. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is like another stress reliever for me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you know, it's, and I'm also giving others a platform because a lot of them may never have a platform to go on and truly like brand themselves. Mm-hmm. So this is just something that I could just give back and stuff like that, and just talk to people and just vibe with them, man. You know, I mean, shit. You know, it's too much going on in the world today. What's what's wrong? You no, know, getting away from the world itself for one hour, right? You know, nothing wrong with that. But I, it's it's uh, yeah, I love this, man. I really love it, and you know, I I gotta watch a little TV because I gotta bring something to the to the platform and stuff like that. But I'm telling you right now, 
I'm, I'm gonna write a letter to Disney. Like y'all need to hurry up with this Mandalorian. That, if right. there's any, if any show that I'm gonna watch, right? Um, it's outside of uh, basketball, of course, because I like to talk sports, so right. I have to uh, watch that. But any show that's out there that I'm gonna sit there and watch week by week mm-hmm. is gonna be the Mandalorian. And um, oh, and also the Godfather of Harlem. Those are pretty much the two shows that I pretty much will watch. So, but yeah, like you, I'm not really on TV like that. If I am on TV, it's sports and just that. Um, nothing really else. It's way too much content out here. Mm. A lot of streaming services. It's like, you know, reality shows is just getting worse and worse, you know, by the minute. I agree. You know. yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you one show to watch if you decide to, you and your wife watch this show together i don't know if she's seen it or not but when you take a day off of yourself and you say you want to watch something it's a show on netflix it's a reality show called um ultimatum married was it married or not something like that basically it's a, a reality show where these couples come and uh one of the uh, partners gave an ultimatum to the to the other person to either marry me or move on. And they go through this experiment where they go through this um, experiment where uh, they go on these little dates. They're at this hotel, whatever place, apartment thing. Yeah, I know you're talking about too. So you seen that already? Yeah, it was on TV. I think, yeah, I think I've seen it on TV before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, I watched that with my wife. That's the last thing I binge watched. I said, this show is stupid. Mm. And, you know, I knew someone was going to stay. I knew someone was going to, like, break up. Right. It was just obvious. And I asked a question, like, my wife, I said, so when they, when they chose the other partner to live with for three weeks, mm. so at that moment, they're not together, they're not right. in a so if they decide to sleep with each other, technically that's not cheating, right? No, it's not. Okay. I knew I wasn't the only one tripping. No, because I mean, think about it. If if the the way my understanding is okay, I'm living with somebody for three weeks, we're not together. You know what I'm saying? So basically I am single. You know what I'm saying? I'm single. Yeah. We're not married. I'm single. That's how I look Definitely. at it. Yeah. I'm, that's just that's just like you got single friends. They can do single stuff. I'm married. I can't be at no bar and in no club. That's not my cup of tea anyways, but I can't do what single people do. You know what I mean? I got a family. Yeah. I got more, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. Well, look, man, we're coming to the end of the episode, man, and I usually like to give my guests uh, the last word, um, you know, so you could, you know, say whatever is on your mind, promote your uh, business, um, any words of encouragement or anything that you want to say, um, the floor is yours and you can have it. So it's, it's all yours. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you, Darius, for having me on your podcast, man, and really appreciate it. Um, my main thing is tell anybody keep God first and believe in yourself. Stay safe, stay dangerous. Um, 
that's pretty much it. And my business, you know, Green Information Solutions, LLC, and my Green Brothers Detailing. Um, follow Darius. Well, Darius tagged me on the thing, and I posted my IG stuff. And, you know, continue to be blessed, man. Appreciate it, man. And y'all make sure y'all follow Drinking After Dark Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And y'all make sure y'all like, hit that subscribe button on uh, Drinking After Dark Podcast YouTube channel. And um, just a quick little announcement before we get out of here. If you want to advertise on Drinking After Dark Podcast, please uh, send a message on Facebook or Instagram at Drinking After Dark Podcast, and we can just discuss details. Um, Sherman, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this, man. We got to do this again one day. Um, in the future, man, whenever you get time, I get time. And, you know, it's going to be – we might have to talk about, you know, when the finals come up, we might have to talk about that when it comes comes around about because I'm going to have to pay attention to that. Let me so, know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm a, we're probably going to have to do that. This uh, was it just, just now in May. So, yeah, June. Mm, so, yeah, yep. I'm going I'm to keep track of it. And then I, when more stories come out, we're going to discuss it. All right. That's a bit. All right. Well, All right. once again, this is uh, Darius from Drinking Out the Dark Podcast. Until next time, we out. Peace. All right. Gotta get to the money. Gotta get to the money. Uh-huh. Early morning, so you know that I'm on it. So you know that I'm on it. Gotta make sure that my family's straight. Gotta make sure Get to the money, get to the money, uh-huh.